Hello, everybody. This is the Underground Sports Report podcast. I'm Oz, and I'm joined by Will via telephone. Will, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Back at it again. Indeed. That is consecutive weeks. We proved the haters wrong. <laughs> Whoever might have been hating, I don't know. Sorry, Rich. Yeah, we'll go. Let's go with Rich. If, it's, if there's any type of hate going on, was, that's the one man you always pin it on. And he will yep. never know. So there's a lot of news that's happened since we recorded last. I'm sure, was it last Sunday? Mm. I think so, right? No? Yeah, I, I think so. So in a week. Hmm. So how about that? Wait, was it Sunday? No, because Clowny deal happened before that thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So it, was, it wasn't It was last Sunday, it was the Sunday before. Dang, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, so a lot's happened in two weeks. Uh, so we'll get right to it. You just brought up the clowny deal. We'll talk about the Texans as a whole, but obviously their biggest deal was giving you guys clowny for a uh, third-round pick. Good old Mingo and Jacob Martin. Who I don't know who Jacob Martin is. Um, you know Martin was a young guy that uh, late pick. I think I don't, I don't think he was undrafted. I think he drafted him how late. He might have been an undrafted free agent, but he's been on the team a couple of years. He has potential, but he's never going to be like a superstar. Of him. And Mingo, obviously, everyone knows that guy's never really made it anywhere after being a lottery pick. He was drafted by the Browns, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like that sometimes for Browns picks at some point. But the uh so as a Seahawks fan, on a scale of one to ten, how excited were you about that pickup? Well, when I first heard about it, I didn't really you know this has been rumored off and on for, you know, a lot of the off season. And I was like, well, that'd be stupid to go trade for him after, you know, getting rid of Frank Clark and all that. But, you know, the way it all, after learning all the details and all that, uh, you know, I like the deal now. But at first I was kind of like, man, I, I thought it was short-sighted just picking him up for one year. Obviously, if we invested in long-term, I would have rather invested in Frank Clark because, you know, to hear proven and uh, as a healthier, you know, record than Clowney's missed a lot of time with injuries. Was that and like the effort, and I, I like Clark against the run a little bit better than uh, Clowney. Yeah, we'll see. This year's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to, you know, obviously see him play a lot more than I ever did. Houston, so right. I'll either be, become a fan or, well, you know, if he if I see him taking plays off, I was one of the big criticisms before. I think you said too. You know, you just watch him, and sometimes you see the free taking plays off, not really even trying. But out there, you know, taking a single block and dancing around the guy not even really trying to get on the edge and Yeah, I mean, that's all, yeah, yeah. I mean, you brought it up, and that's been my biggest complaint, too. It's, uh, it seems like, and we brought this up last time, uh, it's, it's crazy to be pretty much working with J.J. Watt all the time, but somehow you have no effort, or you don't have the type of work uh, ethic that Watt has. Like if you had like a quarter yeah. of that, like he'd get at least fifteen sacks. 
you think. Um, yeah, he's never eclipsed 10 sacks, right? Uh, nine and a half is career high, I believe. So, just under 10, but... Yeah, it's being a, an elite pass rusher. You think you'd have to have ten on average almost you know, to be elite. But well, right, you have to at least yeah, hit double digits once. He he does get a lot of quarterback pressures and and uh, things like that. And he's got a couple picks, so he's very athletic. I guess that, and he probably affects the game in other ways than just sacks. But you'd like to see more sacks, that's for sure. So you know how highly touted and paid he's going to be here. So moving moving on with the Texans. So this is what their offseason looks like. I just we just talked about the Clowney deal. They made the trade for Duke Johnson from the Browns. They must like these Browns players. Uh but this I mean this is way well before then. They gave the Browns a fourth round pick for Duke Johnson. Probably at a point where Duke Johnson was probably going to get cut from that team. And then they got Carlos Hyde, right? Houston, yeah, as of now. Yeah. So they pick up Hyde, who everybody's just been dying to get. And, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the other trade uh, to the Dolphins. So they gave up uh, two first-round picks, uh, an offensive tackle, Davenport, and uh, I think there was another DB in there for Tunsil, Kenny yeah. Stills, a fourth-round and a sixth-round pick. So I know I, mean, that, I, I like Tunsil, but I don't know about giving up a couple firsts and then seconds. And I mean, that's a lot of shit. That is pretty crazy. Shout out to the Dolphins, man! I mean, All in on the rebuild. It's that yeah, picks played into their hand exactly. Played their hand great for where they're at, what they're doing. It's perfect. I mean, I'm sure they would have loved, loved to keep Tunsil, but you know, if you can get two firsts and all that other stuff, man, two seconds, you gotta take it. Right. Almost any player on that team, really. I just can't believe that that's what they got. <laughs> right. You know, it's we crazy. We were talking like A first, you know, A first was being offered maybe for him, we thought, but not all that. Yeah, back-to-back years, that's that's tough. The good for Like I said, good for Miami because they'll they're be in contention for the first overall pick, and this might be a middle-of-the-road pick somewhere. Mm-hmm. But shit, anything helps. I mean, Miami happens to have no offensive line at this moment, but, you know, they'll get by, I guess. That's why you start uh, old Fitz, Fitz Magic. But oh, over, yeah. overall, this, out of all the moves that the Texans have done, what what do you, like, what are your thoughts? Um, the Seattle deal is pretty crazy. I mean, maybe just because I've heard so much more about the fine details of it all, but they paying him that, you know, seven million signing bonus to where Seattle, you know, Seattle's getting them for like goodwill pricing, man. They're getting even for, you know, him being underperforming. Maybe you could say, like we were saying, for his height, um, being the best pass rusher on the market available at this point, and Seattle really needs pass rush. I mean, that was just played in their hand perfect too, and you know. And not having to pay him anything during this year is just uh, makes the deal even crazier. Yeah, it's just wild. And you know, next year if we don't if you don't want him long term, we don't have to offer him a deal. And you know, 
whatever, or if we really love him, then we can offer him a big deal, but I don't really know how we're going to afford him in the long term. What do you? What are your projections for Clowney this year? If you just to make a guess, so, let's say sack numbers. Um, I'm hoping he can get ten. You know, just because we're running a better actually fit system for him. You know, with the four or three. Um, Texans try to make him be more of a defensive tackle and a defensive end at times, and that's not really what he's about. So just letting him be just a straight up defensive end that might help him a little bit with the sacks. I'm hoping. And, you know, maybe he can get healthy and stay healthy here. But, um, yeah, if he can get 10, I'll be happy. I'd be stoked. I mean, that's a clear high. So Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it seems reasonable, but then, you know, clear high for him. So. so then let's uh, move on to some of the, I guess, one of the bigger cuts and then additions for a team. So LaShawn McCoy got cut from uh, Buffalo and then immediately got signed by the Chiefs. The Chiefs are obviously who traded Carlos Hyde to the Texans. So I guess there was an opening at running back for him. Uh, how do you feel about McCoy going back to the Chiefs? Um, I didn't see it coming, really. But then, you know, Andy Reid, you know, obviously the connection there. And uh, I just... He definitely isn't the old shady, but he could still be effective in, I think, that system. Almost anybody can be effective in that system. I just don't know. I mean, I've got him in some fantasy leagues, so I'm obviously going to hope he does well. But, you know, the rookie behind him looks pretty good, pretty quick. Yeah, Thompson. Thompson, he might he might be there just to kind of teach him the game, you know, the receiving out of the backfield, and, you know, the little bit of shady did so well. He might just be kind of there to coach him, too, um, because that dude's the real deal, too. He's fast and similar type of player. So. I was a little surprised by the deal, but, you know, hey, super shady, and you know, I'm hoping it works. And also, I said back to the Chiefs. I meant back with Reed, but the uh, I think, I mean, it should be okay. Shout out to Frank Gore, man. Frank Gore not getting cut. They kept him over in old uh, Buffalo. Then that's, I heard a report that they think he still has uh, some uh, little bit of juice left in those legs. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's possible, man. I mean, most guys can't do it, but, you know, I mean, it's not like he's really, really old. I'm older, you know. When you get to my age, you're like, oh, he's still young. <laughs> he's just football old. Yeah, well, for but, a yeah, running back I mean, especially. Yeah, he is. But, you know, he, I believe it. The crazy thing is... I believe in him. He, he, he wasn't that bad the last couple of years, you know, really. I mean, he's obviously not the old Frank Gordon's prime, but, I mean, he's so effective. Yeah, last year with the Dolphins, uh, I'm not, he might have been their leading rusher, like over Drake. And I, I, I there's a specific game I remember. I think they were playing the uh, Bears on the fi- on their final drive. Frank Gore probably ran for about like 50 yards in that drive. Had some really big runs. But then they get on the goal line. I think about like at the two-yard line. And they take, Gore, they take Gore out and they put in Drake. And then immediately on the first play, they gave it to Drake. Drake fumbles. And the, bear, and the Bears recover. And that's the game. Hmm. But then, and he also. Gore had it, man. He had a couple years, too, with the Colts during the Colts' time with their terrible offensive line and was somewhat productive. 
So we'll see how he does in Buffalo. I don't know how the cold's going to do for that old man body. That might keep him iced up, though, so who knows? Yeah. He all kinds of good shit nowadays, dude. He keep you young. Right. Maybe they'll give him respect and not give him a drug test. <laughs> ah, don't worry about it, man. It's too old for drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> you get to a certain age, man, you bypass those things. Grandfather did. Then uh, let's stick with the Chiefs. Uh, they actually just gave Tyreek Hill a three-year, fifty-four million dollar extension. Given, I guess, the off-season turmoil that he had, even though it ended up basically being nothing for him, how surprised are you that they just gave him that deal? Uh, I'm not entirely because of the way the deal structured, you know, kind of like Zeke's deal too, and even AD deal. These higher risk players, maybe you could say. Um, you got right in the contract. If they screw up, man, they get all their guarantees avoided. So supposedly that's what Tyreek's deal is like. He's on like a short leash type contract. If he fucks up again, he's in the news for pretty much any hang. And pretty much Boyd's is uh, guarantees for some of them at least. And that's how they give them, you know, they'll give them the big numbers, but they make them basically guarantee it, the player guarantee it. If these players are dumb enough to screw that up, then, hey, they don't give them the money. Especially, it's a, it's a win for the team either way, because if, if he doesn't get in trouble, then the chances are he's going to be very productive. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. get your money out of it for sure, you know. Right. It's basically just an insurance guarantee, you know, guarantee and smart, I guess. So you have to, like, the players are smart getting their guarantees, too. So you just got to abide by the rules and they're good. And then uh, you, brought him, you brought him up, old Zeke. Zeke got his deal. Six years, 90 mil, over 50 mil guaranteed. And I think he should be set up to be playing on Sunday. Um, were you surprised it's that they were able to see. Oh, go ahead. I'm just interested to see how he's going to be, you know, kind of game shape. He's been, you know, supposedly training, but he's training not Cabo, man. with the team and not getting hit. I mean, I'm, most people train in Cabo by, like, you know, swimming on the beach, <laughs> having some breeze, you know. It's not like, not like football training camp, but. Yeah, no reason to doubt the guy. He's always been legit. So he's got, like I said, it's so much idea where if he get if he screws up, gets in the news for another fight or something stupid, you know, or some sort of girlfriend issues, and it'll affect his contract also. Were you surprised that they were able to get a deal done at the time that they did it? Like, did you think that they were there was going to be a, full, a holdout into the season? No, I think Jerry's going to pay him. It was just Jerry tried to get the best deal he could, and then he figured, you know, now's the time I need him. So, that's really what we got. It, what we got, and they, you know, they they negotiated pretty heavily for weeks. So I'm sure they both got, you know, what they wanted out of the deal. Pretty much, you know. I think. But I think that's what they, what they, you know, they give them the big deal by doing that other, you know. Maybe we can agree to that shit at first. I don't know, but it could be. Um, 
I mean, I think he deserves it. Would you say he's the best running back in the league right now? I'd say over the you know the last two, three, four years, probably. Yeah, I mean, overall, you know, hard to question it because he's productive and you know he does the thing. I mean, he might not be the most skilled, but he's, he's he fits the system and he's he's a beast. I wouldn't want to tackle him after that. No. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, for sure he's up there. I, mean, I guess there's a couple of people that are probably in that discussion, and they'll probably, when it's time for them to get paid, they'll get paid. The Gurley deal kind of yeah. screwed the Cowboys up a little bit with that, but it's like kind of what we're saying with uh, Hill or Tyreek, that, uh, you know, you get the most out of Zach, or Zach, you get the most out of Zeke, then, I mean, that's the best thing for their team. I'm still really interested in because a lot of people are getting paid on their team and the deals are kind of team friendly. Like they just signed their tackle Collins and and that's great. But I'm like, man, there's going to be a point where some some of this money is not going to add up. Because not, you know what I mean? Not everyone's going to be able to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. You have to sacrifice some players. I mean, being a Seahawks fan, I've seen a lot of them, you know, my favorite players have to retire or quit or, you know, uh, get traded or, you know, leave the agency. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys in the uh, future. I think this year they'll be okay because they still have a lot of, just for like this year and maybe like the next year too, they still have a lot of really team-friendly deals because, you know, these are all extensions, so. We'll see. The uh, I'm still really interested to see how, what what Dak thinks he's going to do. <clears throat> Especially since yeah, Jerry that- Jones said that Zeke is their most important player. And I wonder. I, mean, if that- I understand Zeke's deal is totally legit compared to like what you know whatever Dak thinks he's going to get. I mean, what was already been offered him was already pushed a lot. Yeah, to turn down thirty million, and considering like what you have done, yeah, one playoff <laughs> Yeah, I would man thirty million. I'd take that in a heartbeat. And if he wants forty million, that's the wildest shit. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like you have I mean, no if you're a top five guy, maybe, but he's not even you know questionably top ten, you know. Like you have, like you have to take your team to the Super Bowl, and the primary reason has to be, like you have to be a really big part of it. Yeah. Like you can't just be the guy who hands the ball off and completes a couple passes. Like you yeah. can't game manage your way to forty million dollars. Well, that, that's kind of like I don't know the salary cap goes up and the quarterback, you know, get most of it. Some receivers, I'm sure, goes up a little bit, but. Oh, yeah, like running backs and most position players, they're really getting speed in this game. It's like the sour cap goes up and all the spaces goes to, you know, the quarterbacks. <laughs> right. It's getting bigger and bigger. And it, I mean, it's like Russell Wilson would be able to, you know, want to like, oh, man, it's too much at first, but really now it's going to be a value. You start seeing these other clowns getting paid way more. I mean, yeah, it will, yeah, it will end up playing its way into a value. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, in a couple of years, it's that my class is changing. Not, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna be 
wait and see what Mahomes is going to get paid because if he has another year like he did last year, he's going to get fucking million styles, man. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, If he puts up another 5000 and another fifty. Like he's probably going to get a $50 million deal. A $50 million a year deal. Yeah, that's bananas. But, I mean, in his short amount of time, he's done more than, done more than that. Oh, so in one year, that team went from, you know, looking like a average team to, like, as you know, like an offensive powerhouse, and you know, like, Pretty crazy, right? And just sticking with the deals for real quick, talk about Jacoby Brissett. The Colts has offered or gave him a two-year, thirty million dollar extension. Nice fair price. Uh, kind of expensive, you know, for a backup, but obviously they're a little bit. It's a small investment in him just to see, you know, what you get with him. What do you think about that deal? I thought it was it. I mean, they they went after him when they got him, you know. And slowly, you know, like one of the most sought after backup. Seattle was actually interested in at one point, and uh, you know, they don't give him up. So pretty smart move. But you know, they need to keep him because now they need him, and we'll see if he, you know, can you not going to make it as a starter? And I mean, that time when he was a rookie, he had to start for a while. And, Yes, it's pretty good, or it's for that second year. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, now the. <clears throat> I was going to say. A lot of uh, people think he's, he's okay. totally you know, ready to be developed, molded into basically being a superstar quarterback. So, everything's there, totally. Well, he's in a good system. Um, you got an offensive line, you got, you got weapons, uh, you got people to throw to. A decent yeah. enough running back. So I mean, I believe him enough. I've been picking up T.Y. late in some drafts because people are afraid of drafting him now. I'm like, well, I'm going to throw the ball to somebody. And, right, exactly. You know, he's still going to – I'm not even a big fan of him, but the value I had to take him because, you know, they're going to still become the same offer. They're not changing much. Right. And he, he can sling it a little bit, so he's not like, – he's not like some bum. It's not like you're getting uh No. Not like you're getting Peterman out there. No, no, he's not he's not gonna be anywhere near probably Andy left production, but he can still put up decent numbers and win games for him. You think he'll throw for four thousand yards? Um it's a good shot, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> he's a little nervous on that bet, but I think, you know, he could do it if they if they start rolling like, you know, the rest of the team around him. I mean, he could easily. I would, I would actually yeah. bet that he would give. I think he can throw for four thousand yards, just because there's a chance they could be down a lot. But yeah. also, people forget about that team's uh, defense a lot, and uh, when they're talking about them, they got a really like a much improved defense than they have in the past. Like I, the Colts are go. I, I don't think they'll win the division, but like they'll be respectable. I guess that's not a that's not an easy out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. 
And then I guess our last piece of news is your boy Antonio Brown. My boy. And a lot of a lot has happened since uh we last talked about him. I think we were the last thing we talked about was the whole helmet stuff and cuz that was the hot the hotness but what uh unfortunately what Hard Knocks was not able to pick up was Antonio Brown getting a fine by getting fined by Mayock for missing the, some of those practices that we already knew that he missed and a walkthrough in Winnipeg. And uh, so what did you think of the fine that he got from Mayock? Well, it's hard not knowing exactly, you know, what's all transpired since Hard Knocks and all that. And that's just what they showed on Hard Knocks, I guess. But <clears throat> I was surprised with, you know, how receptive they were. They were trying to, you know, work with him. Like, but they said that he got to that point when he said, you know, he's either all in or he's all out. I guess when it kind of changed for him, the way he's going to be like, you know what? Can't, he can't just be like this. You know, he's getting special treatment. Basically, anybody else on the team would be getting in fucking trouble for this shit. So, like, Rich started to say there's a good cop, bad cop thing that they're trying to do. I'm like, I don't think anybody tries to do stupid shit like that. That's a stupid idea. Right. But perhaps, you know, if it's Raiders. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, that good cop, bad cop thing, I wasn't buying that. Just because I just don't, I don't think Gruden's that type of guy to even try to play a game like that. I think he and Gruden's doing his thing, and I think the problem is Mayock's trying to do what he thinks is right, but the problem is for someone who's never had any experience in, well, certainly being a GM, Like this is what I know of Mike Mayock before he became a GM. He's just a guy, he... He reports on college players, and he announced a couple games, and he was terrible at that. So, like, he wasn't a player, unless he was way back in the day. And uh, so, like, his experience with NFL players and NFL players that are a little bit more diva-ish like, like Brown is, is is uh is lacking because you know not every team's gonna have player like there's a lot of personalities so you got to figure out how to kind of deal with them so he tried to take a really weird hard nose approach with a guy that you really can't take a super hard nose approach with but yeah i don't know antonio brown's a handful for anybody i think i'm sad that's the reason when we found out he was going to be available. I didn't want it. I didn't really want to see how she even go after him. I was like, no. Cause I, just, I didn't even work here because we don't throw the ball enough for one. And I could see him not getting along with Russell, kind of like how, you know, Percy and fucking Lynch had problems with him because he wasn't, you know, gangster enough for him. He was too white. <laughs> they said or something. <laughs> so I don't see, you know, Antonio Brown getting along with him. I just thought he's high risk no matter where he went. And even the Raiders trying to let him, you know, pretty much have the freedom at first. And then now they're not. I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm like, you know, he, he was going to be suspended in the game and possibly being cut. And maybe he was going to quit. And who knew um, what's going on? And now it sounds like all that. I mean, although you're back on game one, no suspension, no nothing. It was all a bunch of drama bullshit by the Raiders. Yeah, so, yeah, let's finish up the timeline. So he gets fined. He posts 
the letter that he got on Instagram. Then he confronts Mayock. May have called him a white devil on a cracker. <laughs> then uh, they threatened to suspend him, like you said. Then he apologized, and now he's playing. That's a lot. That's a lot that happened, and this most of this is like within like forty eight hours. So like, yeah, it, it's the wildest shit to me. But uh, and that's just, I'm like, who leaked this stuff about what he told him anyway? Like, why did that come out with him so quick? You know, like, so the Raiders put that out there. I mean, so that's a big leak. So shout out exactly. So shout out to Arlie, who actually she, she put me onto it because she said that uh, David Carr had reported it. Hmm. Now, if David Carr reported it, where do you think that came from? Really. Exactly. That's that came from Derek Carr, and I think this well, is what this is why. Listen. And Rich says that this isn't a big deal. This is why I think what's this, I think Brown unfollowed Derek Carr on Instagram, and he possibly the Raiders because he doesn't want his business fucking out there. Well, I didn't get one in your Oh man. Right. And then, like, what's funny, I know it seems real silly because, you know, even when I was talking, trying to, when we were talking about this in our little group text, it does sound silly. However, like, there's people that do think that social media is, like, that important and, like, unfriending people is, like, a big deal. Some people have that mindset. I don't have that mindset. But there are people that, who live their lives, you know, on, like, Instagram. That think that people well, yeah, probably take that to heart. People that take it as a big deal, you know. Well, he's really wrapped up in it, obviously. Like, if it's a distraction in practice or in meetings and stuff, he can't stop looking at social media and all that. Right. And players have said that he's looking for likes and fucking follows and stuff. So. Interesting. He's one of them types. You know... Like I said, it's a funny thing, but I'm just, my point was that there are people like that. And yeah. my other point was, this is, this whole thing, even though it, as of right now, it worked itself out. In in the off season, it's worked itself out supposedly like three times already. Yeah. But then something always happens. So we'll see. Like if they lose this uh, Broncos game. Oh, they get smoked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just going to start back up again. And this is going to be someone's going to report something. But this is also, we'll say this too. Oh, I, would, I would be surprised if there's a sideline outburst. You know, probably can't give him the ball or, you know, keeps overthrowing him or not looking his way. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, yeah it's going to be between him and, and him and Carr, I think. And it's Carr will just be, gosh golly, his eye makeup's going to run. <laughs> this thing gonna be bad, all bad. So stay tuned on that. And that's a Monday night game too. Prime time. Yeah. They're gonna be talking about we it. Got a all lot. weekend, man. Shit, man. Something's gonna happen before, you know, all weekend here. This shit's like daily news right now, so it really is. It could be something big before the game. And Tony Brown was in my eight, but he shows up at halftime or something. Oh, that'd be so great. Coach. <laughs> yeah, no. 
And I think yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like you can't rule anything out at this point because it's been so crazy. And another thing we were talking to talking to Rich about was uh, the importance of Antonio Brown in the system. I was trying to tell him, I was like, if you guys lose Antonio Brown, like your whole offense is fucked. And then at first yeah. he was like, well, okay. he's bigger. He's not bigger than that. Or he's, you know, he's, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I was like, well, who are you throwing to? Like, that's your investment right there. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah, one of the big weapons for this year. And when you take away what you added and, yeah, like you said, oh, we're still better than what we have at the end of last year. I'll receive it. But you guys, well, were, you guys weren't good last year. How good were you guys at the end of, <laughs> yeah, how good were you? Do you want to be just a little better than you were last year? Huh? Right? Because you'll suck again, obviously. Uh, we'll so, see. It'll be nice to see what they do this year. There's a lot, of pressure, a lot more pressure on them this year than there was last year. And so if they have another tank year, then Gruden might have a little heat on the seat. Uh, you know, Gruden, I think, will be fine. I think they'll. My prediction is, and I'm going to stick with this, is I don't think Mayock's going to last the season, and I think yeah. I think it's going to be the stresses of the Antonio Brown situation, and you know I don't think him and Gruden are on the same page, and I think this Antonio Brown thing might approve that, and yeah. I'm I've always said that I don't think Gruden likes Carr. I think Mayock loves Carr, and I, I think that's going to be another thing. So we'll see. I love when that organization has fallen apart. And, and then they'll move to Vegas. Beautiful. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, that's my pressure. Pressure will really be on once they move to Vegas with uh, they still are, you know, bottom of the division and thinking and he wants to be happy. I mean, how many years? Something to rebuild them in one, two years, you know, nowadays. You can't be taking a five to ten year rebuild, a twenty year rebuild. Well, and that that that's the thing. And they got pieces. It's just I think they're in a they're in the wrong division one. And uh I don't know. Like there's a lot of pressure on car this year, I think. I think there's more pressure on car this year than anybody. Yeah. Like you can't you can't be average with some of these weapons that they have. And there's still some unknown things. Like, I don't know what their defense is going to do, but offensively, Rich said they should be better. They should be better, like significantly better. Yeah. I, mean, I think their defense might be a little better, but, you know, the secondary is still pretty weak. Right. And, you know, they don't have much, you know, big name on the defense, really. You know, key, like, superstar players, but. They got some young guys that have potential, I think. So they might be a little better on both ways, but I don't know. We'll see what Antonio Brown, how much distraction he brings, and the circus, you know. He, the, he, he's, a, he's his own part of our own team, like the Raiders and him. Right. <laughs> Partnered. So then, last thing we'll talk about before we get to the uh, get to our weekly picks. Um. So after watching the uh, Thursday night game, which was a terrible game, uh, both teams, both th- pretty much both starting offenses didn't play in the preseason, and it looked like it, except for like one drive 
for Aaron Rodgers, but that was a sloppy, sloppy game. 10-3. Bears defense looks legit. I think the Packers defense is pretty solid. However, it's hard to tell because of Mitch uh, Trubisky. Which I'm so glad we didn't draft him. Yeah. Well, neither team could really get the run established either. It's just the sloppy all around on offense. Right. Like we know the Bears D's good, but I don't know. Rogers looked off most of the game, you know, he wasn't really feeling that and usually him and Adams are hooking up way more, I don't know, you know. I expected more offense out of least Green Bay than what they had. Obviously it will be nice to see what their defense does next week against another team other than, you know, Chicago. Chicago's offense is pretty pretty bad looking. Man. And they got, you know, and that's, I feel bad for Allen Robinson, who had a great game. And, yeah. uh, I mean, he was it. It's Trubisky. I just, the decision making, the the execution. The pocket presence. Everything. Oh, j- just, just awful. So then my question to you was, who do you think right now has the worst or is the worst starting quarterback in the league? I mean, it might be. Oh, I mean, after that performance, he's definitely in the argument. But, I mean, like Tennessee, I, I don't like Mariota at all. So Tennessee, I think, has no quarterback. Um, who else? Is there anybody else you can think of that? Well, I mean, if it's- compete with Trubisky or Mariota. I mean, Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins is not that great, but he'll pull out some games where you'll be like, it's like, oh, he's yeah. really good. But then you'll have some games like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He is this bad. I mean, Trubisky was like a, a bad backup almost. You know, after, you know, just lost in like a rookie almost. And like, what? Right, and that's... I don't know. He, he had some composition last year, you know, composure and seemed to sure as the season progressed, but this game lost it all or something. I don't know what happened. You know, it's crazy. Maybe just their game plan got so, you know, messed up. They couldn't execute what they wanted and it just shook them to where, you know, even what they do. It's crazy, man. Which is not good as a quarterback. It's, it's like you're another year in the same system. You should feel that much better about it. But he, looked, he had no idea what the hell he was doing. I would probably take C.J. Beathard over him right now. <laughs> and I'm saying a lot. I don't like Beathard. But, you know, obviously we haven't really seen Kyler Murray play. But I would like to think that Kyler Murray might do better than that. I think he will be. I mean, at least because he'll run the ball. <laughs> you know, I don't care for Keenum, but I've I think Keenum is better than that. Yeah. He's proven he can swing it from time to time. I don't know. It's He's up there. I mean, we'll see after this week, but and I understand it is the first game of the season, but I've just, it's been a while since I've seen someone just look that bad. And Rodgers didn't play good. But, you know, you can see a semblance of a quarterback <laughs> in, some oh, yeah, of these, in some of these plays, so. It was just bad for Rodgers, you know. I mean, 
terrible, terrible. But I was thinking him not playing in preseason and I'm a better being a tough tee. He just didn't look like paid at all. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe maybe the Packers defense is that good. Like I said, next year, next week, excuse me, next week we'll we'll tell all. And so now we will get to our picks and just run through these. So let's give a quick little reason why you think whoever you pick would win. And then I'll throw in my my super contest picks. Which actually Super Contest has an app now, which they didn't have in the past. So that's kind of interesting. So let me just pull this up real fast. If this thing decides to work. And uh, let's see here. Do 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 here we go. Ah, there we go. So I had picked the Packers to win. And... Oh, you did too? Yep. Oh, and so did Will. Or so did Rich. How about that? I just assumed you guys... Yeah. Just, I assumed you guys were just big time He did the one league. He, uh... I think it was in the spread league. One of them he didn't. One of them he must have. Oh. Two pools. Interesting. He thought the game was going to be that close. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we'll start with the uh, Ravens and the Dolphins. Who you got? Um, Ravens. I don't have any confidence in the Dolphins right now. Yep. Same here. I got the Ravens, and that'll be my first super contest pick. Uh, according to the super contest, they have them at uh, minus six and a minus six and a half. So they should win by more than a touchdown, I believe. Oh my God, yeah. I, I mean, I understand it's in Miami, but apparently they were not. Whoever is making these lines were not. And actually, on the CBS one, it's down to they got five and a half plus five and a half for the Dolphins. Mm. Oof! You'd have to take it's that magic. Fifth magic. <laughs> So, the next, uh, we got Falcons versus Minnesota. Who you got? I think I took Atlanta. Where's it at again? What's it is it in Minnesota. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the super contest was, and this is one of them. I had the Falcons at plus four. But I had the Falcons winning outright, so that plus four was hmm. was whatever to me. Yeah, I believe I picked the line on that one. So, but on so that, um, CBS they got Minnesota favored by four and a half. But you know, it's I, I think the Falcons. We talked about them a little bit. If they're healthy, like they're a really good team. Last year they lost like almost all their defense like immediately, so Yeah. And I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think the defense is still gonna be their weak point, but 
I think they can definitely win it. They're going to be a high-powered offense, hopefully. Uh, next, we got the Chiefs and the Jags. Who you got? Um, the Chiefs. I, too, pick the Chiefs for obvious reasons. Uh, next, we got the Eagles and Redskins. Um, I took the Eagles. Yeah, I also took the Eagles, too. Let me make sure this wasn't one of my super contest picks. It was not. Yeah, the I like Eagles. some of the Redskins pieces, but I don't think they can. Yeah, I want to see him play before I pick them for any upset. They're pretty, right. pretty weak. Redskins got a good defense, but scoring, I don't know how that's going to happen because the Eagles are no slouch on defense. Uh, let's see, Browns versus Titans. Browns, baby. Uh, yeah, well, you won't pick Mariota, so because you're a, you're a uh-huh. hater. Nah, I'm a Baker fan. Yeah, I went with the Browns too. That's I don't know what the hell the Titans are going to do this year, but yeah, Browns at home first game. They're going to come out and try to light them up. Uh, let's see. No Jet- mercy. No mercy at all. I don't think so. This thing's going to be a bloodbath. All right, next we got Bills versus the Jets. This might be sneaky one of the best games out of the week. It could um, be. I believe it. I think it is it the Bills at home. Uh, Jets are at home. Ooh. I think I took the Bills anyway. I can't remember. I'll go with the Bills. Yeah, so I went with the Jets. Um, I I I think the Jets will be pretty good, but the Bills the Bills defense is tough. Yeah. So we'll see. That's that will be a good game. It doesn't sound like it'd be they've a good added, game. They've, they've added weapons on offense, and um, few people know, but what's his name? Quarterback dude, Allen. He was yeah, he was uh, one of the most inaccurate last year. One of that, but the last. Five weeks or so, he was like top three fantasy quarterback. Well, he was running the ball really well too. Yeah, they can build on him a little bit. Had some weapons. It could be decent. Uh, next, we got Rams versus Panthers. Uh, Rams, Panthers suck. I want Rams too. I don't think the Panthers suck. I think the Panthers would be good. <laughs> I think this could be a good game. You got them in the pool. <laughs> There's no reason to bring that up. Next, we got <laughs> <laughs> we got Bengals versus Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks. Ah, uh, yeah, I went with the Seahawks too because I think the Bengals are probably going to suck a little bit. But I also don't think the Bengals are gonna, are as bad as everyone else is making them out to be. No. So I took the Bengals nine plus nine and a half. It's my third pick in the old super contest. <laughs> But yep, that's not bad because you never know week one. It's a big mystery. Yeah, pretty much week that's one. Big spread. That's yeah, one week of... week one's tough to even pick anything like that. So who the hell knows? Uh, big spreads are nice. Right, exactly. Usually they're not that big. Like you, usually like six, seven might be tops, but nine and a half. Like you kind mm-hmm. of have to jump on that. Uh, next, we got Colts versus Chargers. 
Um, Chargers. I also went Chargers too, but I got the uh, my fourth super contest pick, Colts plus six. I think uh, actually, I, I think the Colts will come to play because they kind of have a lot to prove right now. Yeah, and you know, Chargers a little banged up. Or Chargers, yeah, they're, they're missing a lot of guys right now. With, you know, not Gordon, but a lot of injuries too. So. Right. Uh, next, we got Lions versus Cards. Um, was it in Arizona? Yep. I think it's a Detroit. I also picked Detroit. I I don't care about the debut of this offense. I think Matt Patricia. I think the Detroit's defense is a little bit better, and I don't trust Arizona's offensive line. Yeah, I was like, what kind of offense is going to be groundbreaking with an offensive line? That thing like <laughs> that works will be interesting. Seven on you seven though, be, be together, fire. You know? Yeah, I don't even need offensive line. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Giants versus Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep, I want Cowboys too, especially with Zeke coming back. If Zeke wasn't back, I was going to say the Giants. Ooh. A little upset, but. It's kind of similar. Though. I think the Giants have stuff to prove because they've been, you know, they've been this one all year. And they might come out there and want to prove something too. So. Well, they'll play hard. Cowboys, it's a rivalry. They usually play the Cowboys pretty yeah. well in in Dallas. But I think the Cowboys is a little too talented. Next, we got the 49ers versus the Bucks. And also, quick reminder, check out the Underground Sports call. I will be calling this game. No shots will be taken. Garoppolo's not getting touched. Where's this game at? Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter where the game's at, man. Let's make your damn pick. <laughs> um, I'll take the 49ers. I think I might have picked the Bucks, but I'll take the 49ers. Oh, you better you better change it up on on Asian on Asian Orange, buddy. Of course, I picked yeah, the 49ers. I can't see them, so I don't know what I picked. I can't remember. I'm on my phone again. I get it. 49ers all day, every day. Garoppolo throwing about ten touchdowns that game. <laughs> How many interceptions? Uh, <laughs> nah, I was gonna throw, and he's only gonna throw ten passes. It's gonna be amazing. Um, next we got uh, this is a Sunday night game, and this is gonna be a g- good game: Steelers versus Patriots. Can you see my picks on there? I cannot. No. Uh, that's right. Cause I started it. Shit. I think I might have picked the Patriots, but I might have picked the Steelers just because. So I did pick week one upset. Yeah, I picked the Steelers. The Steelers are another one of those teams that got a lot to prove. Also, my last super contest pick plus five and a half. But and the you know the Patriots are going to have their little Super Bowl ceremony. And like I said, you can't throw for 6,000 yards like my man Big Ben is and not win games like this by throwing for at least 700 yards. So it all makes sense to me. And next we got the first of our two Monday Night Football games, Texans versus Saints. Uh, 
Saints. I also picked the Saints, but I think it's going to be a competitive game, though. Mm. Um, and then last but not least, Broncos versus the Raiders. This one was a little sneaky. I was kind of maybe thinking about the Raiders, but I don't know. It's all this other bullshit going on. Uh, Broncos defense is looking pretty legit. They do. They they held down Jimmy G, man. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I think um, they have to go Broncos, man. That's it, man. That's fair. I want the Raiders. And I don't like the pick, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, But you know what? I just. You know what? I'm changing that right now. I'm going with the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) I just. I don't understand. I don't like Fangio, Listen, this one thing Fangio knows is defense, and uh, with oh, yeah. and the Broncos were already pretty set up at defense, and he's gonna make them over, take them over the top. Also, game of the the least fantastic game of the week next week: Broncos versus Bears. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna don't, don't start any fantasy players in that uh, game. No, nah, unless you have their defense. That's it. Yeah. Oh man. So that's it. So we got the picks in. Got my super contest picks. Went through the news. Did it pretty efficiently. Uh anything you want to add before we sign off? Not much. Just I'm excited for this weekend. Finally here and go hawks. I know it's nice to have football back. I don't sign off on that last thing you said. But like I said, as a reminder, though, check out the Underground Sports Call. Uh, it'll be on Mixler, and which reminds me, I got to restart that thing. And then, uh, yeah, check this podcast out on UGSR slash The Mixed Reviews on SoundCloud. Like, check me out on Twitter. I'm trying to get a little bit more active on there at, at the Oz Effect. Will is UG Sports Report. Happens to be the name of this podcast. Go figure. That's it, though. See you next week. I'm Oz. He is Will. And we are out.